Hey, welcome back to Glow Up with Iris. This is Iris. Today is our final installment of the Mommyhood and Law School series featuring my law school mommy friends. Um, Today's discussion is going to be centered around different challenges that we've had to uh, face on this journey, uh, being in law school, and how we've been able to attack those challenges. So I invite you to sit back and enjoy the conversation. Feel free to join that conversation and follow Glue Up with Iris on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for tuning in. Stay tuned. Okay, so let me ask you ladies, um, what has been one of the biggest things, one of the biggest challenges that you've had and how have you overcome that challenge? So Hmm. what's been the biggest obstacle with going to law school? And then how did you just knock it out? Just say, boop, get out Hmm. of my way. Let me, let me tell you one thing. When we first started, I think there was something about just do an intro, just introduce yourself and post it on the canvas or whatever. And Yael did the whole PowerPoint. I remember yeah. she had like slides, nice pictures of her family. And I was like, That's wow. Not That's and not- like, I was doing grades. So like, like half of my head, like, Half of it was done and half was not done and the deadline was up. So I just had like a head scarf and I didn't mind like, oh, yeah, we're going to kill it or whatever. And then I click on, you know, the next person and the person was like, nice mom. And I was like, I'm going to fail. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I was like, oh, Lord Jesus, that's it for me. But anyway. Okay. First of all, I did that after I saw Justin's and I thought that's what we were supposed to do. And that took a lot of time. And then it wasn't even a graded thing. And I don't think everybody even submitted one. No. <laughs> I watched all of, I, I mean, I watched everything. If you posted it, I watched it. For sure. Oh, but wow. it wasn't graded. Though. Yes. That's how I know people. Like, I remember him. Hey, you know everybody. You know everybody. I remember, like, a lot from, like, the very beginning. And I was like, man, that lady just, I mean, and the picture was so nice. You know, the two kids, like. It was so clean. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. This <laughs> is laughing for me. <laughs> yeah. But like, I struggled the first, I think the first semester was the hardest for me because I didn't know what I was doing and I, did, I didn't feel like I was getting help. Like, I remember Stinson would be like, I will ask a question and he would say, you tell me. And I was like, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> I felt like everybody was like that, but I think it was intentional. We're doing it intentionally to us. So I didn't really know how to correct myself, who to talk to. And then again, I talked to everybody that I could talk to. So by the time we got to the second semester, I kind of knew, okay, you have to look at the rubric. You have to do this. You have to do that. So I had to figure it out by myself, for myself. But the beginning was hard because we were not friends yet. You know, you didn't really know who to talk to. You didn't know if people were going to answer to you. Like you didn't know people. You didn't know their personalities and stuff like that. But yeah. And how did you overcome it? 
I talk to people. I kept talking and knocking and sticking the shot fine. <laughs> yeah, so I, I remember, you know, emailing professors, setting up a lot of one-on-ones and everybody's yeah. like, oh, you're doing great. And I, I really don't get it till today why they think that you're doing great when you have like a B or a C, but everybody's like, oh, you're doing so great. Oh my gosh, you're killing it. I'm like, no, somebody else is having an A. So that means I'm not doing great, but you know, the more you knock, they don't have a choice but to talk to you. So I think that's what clicked for me at some point. They had to answer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and you've been knocking it out the park. <laughs> knocking it out the park. Dwan? Um, so I thought the first year was the toughest for me. Um, but I think um, spring semester earlier this year was just really really rough I just felt like crap every day <laughs> and I kept kind of trying to push through push through and then I I had a surgery end of April right before finals and one thing that I did which I did way too late I reached out to Yael and Makaya who like completely pulled me through <laughs> She doesn't listen. I told her to do that all semester. I'm like, and I was like, I aren't you in class her. with Yael? <laughs> <laughs> you tell our attention. <laughs> but that class was like torture and the worst for me. And then once I reached out to them, I was feeling better about it. But then after I had my surgery, like a few days later, my grandma passed and she helped raise me. Mm. And I just remember, I was like, I just need to withdraw, take an incomplete, do something. I can't do this. And nothing in my brain was allowing me to. And I kept functioning daily, but I couldn't get my head together to like even address the final. And I just, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I know you told me um no you you're gonna finish this semester you've come too far now but I think at some point I just had to remember like people always tell you at the beginning of law school write down your why write down your why right. and um right. I have a journal um of like prayers and stuff and I kind of flipped through that and I was like okay you 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 have to finish this like however it looks just finish it and then you can address and deal with everything else later, but you got to finish this. And it was crazy because it was like my best semester. So far. <laughs> I was like, how did this even happen? Like, because we do hard things. We do hard things. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and so it was one of those, like, I never thought that I would really revert back to that. Why? Because I really thought in my mind, I carried it with me. But, um, really looking back at that and really looking through that journal and I I thank God a lot for like how much like Bernard and my kids have sacrificed for me to do this mm -hmm. there's so many people around me who have just really made sure that like you need a babysitter I got you like whatever like this is sort of like a journey that all of us are going on so oh, it's yeah. not just a my girlfriends always say we in we in school together, but <laughs> taking this semester, they think they on this journey with me. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> and I'm thankful I had that 
written down because I think like seeing it and it just kind of got me together real quick and I was like all right let's let's get this done so yeah I love that remembering your why remembering your why Yael what's your one of your biggest obstacles and how'd you overcome it she has zero obstacles zero obstacles straight up I think it's true what they say like the first year they scare you to death the second year they work you to death the third year they bore you to death that's definitely been the theme um, the first year was definitely the hardest it was. especially before like you know you're saying Christina before you make those those alliances and you know who, who you could talk to you, you just don't you just don't know like is it just you is everybody in it i remember like crim law she would that the first couple weeks of class she would assign like 170 pages of reading with like 18 cases and you think you have to brief them all and just like staying up like till four in the morning crying like Mm. there's no way i'm gonna do this until you realize no actually nobody's reading all this like it's you'll be fine when i found out about quimby I was like, God bless America. Like, this is why this yeah. country is just great. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, there's there's definitely that, like, realizing that, like, we really are in this together, number one. Number two, yeah. certain times of school, there's always going to be something. Some life event coming up, some big holiday, some trip you can't get out of. There's always something going on. And I think it's like, I think we all do this and you're like, okay, well, I just got to get through the next 10 days. And then after that life settles down, even though it never does, mm-hmm. but that constant, you know, verbiage of, of, you know, soon it will get easier. Yeah. Which I keep telling myself as soon as we're out of school, it'll get easier. But I, I don't, I don't know that that's true either, but I think it also kind of, when you look back at it, you could say, yes, thank God I have the help and, and my husband's involved and my kids are, sometimes compliant <laughs> but, <laughs> but like look how many times we did think this was so overwhelming and like let's just give up and throw in the towel and and we'll push this till next week but you do do it and you do get through it and it, it kind of like strengthens yourself a little bit to know that when the next one comes which it will mm. you know we'll get through that one too and it'll be hard and annoying and we'll complain about it but it'll it'll be fine I love that. I love that. And my Haley was a big obstacle. And how did you overcome it? I think um, my biggest obstacle has been having to say no or mm. um, limit the the amount of things that I can say yes to. I guess that's a, a better way to put it because before I was married, before I had kids, I'm a very ambitious person. And so when an opportunity would arise, I would just say yes and go do it. And, um, but when you have a family, when you have kids that are dependent on you, you know, and, and they, they're your priority, it's, it makes it really difficult to just say yes to anything. Like, um, you know, there's a study abroad options through our school. And as much as I would love to go travel again, I can't leave my toddlers (laughs) um, for a month at a time. And so I 
those are just certain things that I have had to say no and and realize that it's okay to say no and that um I can make time a different time and that maybe right now I just need to focus on getting through <laughs> getting through school and spending as much time as I can with my kids um so I try to do what I can um academically you know getting on the the law review and and stuff like that um but as far as extracurriculars I've really had to scale back and that's been a good way for me to learn patience and just that you know there's a there's a season for everything and sometimes that season is a season of really hard work and yeah. diligence and perseverance and i feel like that has definitely been the theme of law school and the season of law school is just um endurance it's it's just an endurance race once you get through the first year and you meet you know your friends then it's just how how quickly can we get to the end and how can we endure until the end that's what i've found amen a man yeah <laughs> and there's light at the end of the tunnel slowly i i see like a little speck like <laughs> listening in the sky um well in closing it, are there any final thoughts you know this podcast is um my why behind this podcast is to uplift and encourage and to help women um, know that they can glow up, you know, that they can do more when there seems like there's so many obstacles against them. Uh, is there any, do you have any words of advice to women who find themselves stuck or don't know how to take that leap of faith forward. Uh, would anyone like to offer some words of wisdom or advice? Fine. I, would, I would just say personally, you don't know how closely people are watching you. Mm. And I have heard my son tell me on multiple occasions, mommy, I'm so proud of you. Mommy, I'm so proud of you. And he's <laughs> like, you know, mommy, you have class tonight, don't you? Like, and it's, uh, I feel like it's good for my kids to see me walking in my purpose yeah. versus um, sitting in regret. And mm. I that if you think about it that way like what do you want your do you want to see your kids working hard want them to see you working hard towards something that you are really passionate about no when i'm done i'm gonna talk to you we should all go to bed <laughs> that you were <laughs> um that's been important to me and i didn't realize how many women who are older than me also um <laughs> they also look at you as well so like I've had um one woman who actually enrolled and a man too um at Mitchell um asking me like how do you do it and just being transparent with people and saying you know one day at a time you know um so I think that we're there's probably a little fear some people might have a little doubt before they do it but if it's something that you are passionate about or care about, I think it is amazing to have your kids see that because I always say I want my kids to do what they love, not just like 
pick a job because they heard it's what they should do, right? So I want to live that out for them too. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. And Christina, it's okay that we all mamas. These kids are going <laughs> to march in. So now you got to go next though. What, what closing words, what final thoughts, what suggestion would you have for someone that wants to glow up but just really can't see that spark right now uh, or how to begin? Okay, so for me, I'm a believer. So I believe that we are made for a purpose. You know, we are made on purpose for a purpose. So like, there's always a God-given purpose in your heart. And if God placed it, like Haley said um, earlier, if he placed it in you, he's going to equip you to achieve whatever goal he's put in your heart in the first place. So if you feel like, like um, Don said, it's not somebody pushing you to do it but if you feel like it's it's god-given you want to do it i believe you can do it you just need you know to know your crowd like surround yourself yourself with a good crowd somebody's people who are going to push you through encourage you not the naysayers or people who are going to um, discourage you but people who are going to believe in you and push you through the journey help you through the journey, see that you actually accomplish your dreams. If it's God-given, you're going you're gonna to make it. There's no reason why you fail. You can do it. And in the words of, I think it was Professor Eagle Woman who said that somebody is waiting for you to finish your journey so that they can start theirs. So I love it. So start your journey, finish it so that somebody else can start theirs. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, hey there. That's my nephew. That's my nephew. He wants to say hi. Hey, honey. Hey, honey. Um, Haley. Final thoughts. Yeah, I. I would say, especially as it relates to motherhood and going through school, and it doesn't have to be law school. Yeah. Just any any type of school. Um, I've found that a lot of a lot of women look at the law as a male dominated field, which I believe it still is. And if it's not, uh, if there aren't barriers to entry anymore for women into law school, I think there's still barriers in the actual profession. Um, it makes you know, being a woman and having children or expecting to have children after law school as an attorney, it makes it more difficult to reach partner. It, it makes it more difficult to to find a job that will, um, you know, maybe lessen their billable hours quota. So I think there are still barriers definitely for, for women in the law. And I think women see that and get discouraged thinking, well, I have to choose I have to choose between, you know, fulfilling a, a motherly role and having a family or having a career. And like I said earlier, it's it's a balance and it's a balance that I seek to um, strike without really a, a great example of how that looks for my own life, um, which is why I look to other other women in business and in the law um, and in demanding professions, because what I've learned, and these are my my final words of advice, is 
like mommyhood is a badge of honor. It's not, it, kids are not a burden in my opinion. They're not, they, they're not a barrier. Kids are, are God-given gifts and they're fearful, fearfully and wonderfully made. They're knit together, you know, they're, they're gifts. And, um, so I've really had to change my perspective as seeing my children as gifts that can, can come with me and be on this journey with me and accept, uh, that their mom, you know, is, is in law school and their mom is going to be an attorney and, um, you know, give them the tools that I can and not view them as burdens or barriers to my career, because I, I don't want anyone getting that impression. And I think a lot of women might have that impression. And Mitchell Hamlin, this blended program has shown me that there are so many amazing women that, that overcome those barriers and don't even view them as barriers. So I think that's really important to view your kids as gifts. Yeah. I love that. And and we we referred to the blended learning uh, program at Mitchell Hamlin quite a bit. Uh, I will just add this is some free publicity. Maybe they'll give us some scholarships about 5K each. Uh, but it is an amazing program, a hybrid program that blends in um, online uh, experience with uh, online learning with in-person, a couple of weeks in-person. Um, so it has really afforded me the opportunity to go to law school and juggle mommyhood and working full time and all the other responsibilities that comes with life. So it it has been God sent for me as well. Yael, go ahead and close us out with your final thoughts. I don't have anything different to add that you guys haven't but maybe to kind of echo some of the sentiments and tie it together. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's, it's easier to, to do this. If you, if you are a person of faith and you say, you know, God put me here on this earth and I'm a multifaceted person and here I am, I'm a mother and that's my priority. And I also have these qualities that could lead me to in our position. It's, it's law school. Everybody's got their own path in life. And if I was given these qualities, I should go and I should pursue it. And one does not take away from the other. If anything, they strengthen each other. And in any situation in life, it's about balancing and trying to figure out when to do what and how to prioritize everything and, and you know, still be in a good headspace. I think everybody's dealing with that. It's just a matter of what puzzle pieces you're, you're adding to that mix. And I think, Christina, you, you made a good point, like in... Um, ethics of our fathers it says acquire for yourself a friend mm. and it, it, it really does make a difference like you have a friend you have a support group whether it's your family your husband your kids your neighbor your babysitter whoever it is you and you don't go into this program thinking you're going to have friends you think you, you know i'm just going to come in get what i need get out and it's it's been a pleasant surprise to see yeah. no look look at how different we are, but our core values and similarities that have been able to carry us through this program. And, and, you know, each time one of us has got a doubt on something, you know, you've got Iris with her podcast or <laughs> nine minute voice notes to, to lift you up. And, and uh, I, I think that's, that's how we're still here. So for, for anybody that's thinking about taking the next step, this is your, this is your sign. 
go ahead and do that. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to Iris. Okay. <laughs> For a small fee. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, and uh, thank you, thank you, Iris, for for bringing us all on. Oh my God, yeah. no. thank yeah. you, ladies. I'm trying not to get emotional. Y'all know I'm a big old crybaby, but in this glow up season, I'm so very thankful, um, for the friendships, the genuine friendships that I've been blessed with, uh, and you, ladies, and each one of you have just meant the world to me so thank you so much for joining me today on glow up with iris you see i wanted the world to know about these brilliant beautiful dynamic women these mothers who are phenomenal mommies um going on this law school journey with me so thank you for joining me stay tuned Thanks again for tuning in to Glow Up with Iris. That concludes our Mommyhood in Law School series featuring my law school mommy friends. A very special shout out to Yael, to Christina, to Dwan, and to Haley. Yes, Haley with an I for Iris. Thank you so much, ladies, for coming and sharing a little bit of your time with me today and your story. Thank you for inspiring others. Uh, I am so blessed that God saw fit to bring each and every one of you into my life. Uh, at the age of 45 and 46, I was not expecting to make new friends. So I'm very delighted that um, God saw fit to bring you in my life. So thank you again for joining me. For my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, my prayer for you is that if you've had the desire to go back to school, uh, no matter how old you are, that you take this as a sign that it's not too late. That if virus can do it, anybody can do it. Uh, one class at a time, one day at a time. It is possible. Uh, we can do hard things. So thank you again for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe to Glow Up with Iris so that you can be alerted of new episodes. Um, and join the conversation. Feel free to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Glow Up with Iris. Again, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, stay tuned. Have an amazing day. And remember to choose joy. <laughs>